The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Is believing in the deity of Jesus Christ a requirement to receive eternal salvation? What does it mean that Jesus is the Son of God? A couple of questions we'll be looking at today on Grace in Focus. Thank you for being here with us. This is the Grace Evangelical Society's radio broadcast and podcast ministry. You can find out more about us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We also have an online seminary where we offer an MDiv degree. And it's time now for application and registration if you want to get in on the spring semester. Find out more at gesseminary.org or faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Philippe Sterling. Well, today I'm here with Pastor Philippe Sterling. How are you doing, Philippe? I am doing great, Bob. It's great to be with you. The second day of the new year, 2024. I know, right? Well, of course, it won't be when people hear this. It'll probably be next week or whatever. Uh, Do you have a question for us? Yes, Bob. This is from Jordan. My question is, can a person have eternal salvation without believing in the deity of Jesus Christ? Or is belief in the deity of Christ a requirement for eternal salvation? Yeah, that's a very good question, and it comes up a fair amount. And I think the reason it comes up so much is because it's common in evangelistic tracts, evangelistic booklets, presentation of pastors, etc. I guess my response would be several fold. First of all, John 3.16 alludes to the deity of Christ when for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but has everlasting life. But it's not obvious from that that son of God equals deity. In fact, I've met many people, I'm sure you have as well, who when they came to faith were convinced Jesus was the son of God, but they had no idea he was God. Yeah, they don't have a full understanding of the Trinity yet, but could we say that, you know, it's believing that the Christ of the Bible is offer of everlasting life. We're yeah. persuaded of that truth. Now, we may grow in our understanding fully of who the Christ of the Bible is, but somehow at that moment, we understand that he is the one who has the capacity, ability to grant everlasting life. That's that a good sense. point. And at our recent Dallas Regional Conference, you talked about intimations of the promise of everlasting life through the Messiah in the Old Testament. And you from gave the a very lot of beginning, example. while still in the Garden of Eden, you know, after their fall into sin, and all the pre-incarnate Christ is there and announces yes. sin will be dealt with and life would be granted to those who, who believe. Now, and, are you talking about Genesis 3.15? Yes, Genesis 3.15 and following, because there is an interaction occurring between the pre-incarnate Christ and Adam and Eve and the initial promise. It's called the Proto-Evangelium. Mm-hmm. You know, that first, in essence, it's, we will say an NZUX statement of the matter that sin and death will be dealt with and everlasting life is possible for those who believe what is promised. Yeah, proto-first evangelium is basically good news or gospel. So it's the first good news or gospel that the seed of the serpent would strike the seed of the woman on the heel. That is, Jesus was going to experience a, a significant wound in his heel as he's struck by the serpent. 
but then he's going to stomp on the serpent and yes. destroy him. And that, I think, both took place at the cross. Yes. So it's pointed to the cross, and the Christ, the promised seed, is the one that deals fully and finally uh, with that. But everything points to that. And then now we, of course, look back upon the realization of that in history itself. Right. Now, when you think of Jesus being the Christ, I think of John eleven twenty five to 27, where Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And then as the resurrection, he says, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Okay. Promise a resurrection into the kingdom, of course. And then the next line in verse 26 is, he who lives and believes in me shall never die. That's the statement that he gives everlasting life that can't be lost to the believer. And then he says, do you believe this? And Martha's response could have been yes or yes, Lord. Instead, she says why she believes that. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ yes. who has come into the, the world. world. And I think that points it right back almost you know, to Genesis 3.15. Exactly. And, of course, the Son of God, which also occurs in John twenty thirty one, the purpose statement of the book, and a lot of people think Son of God in John eleven twenty seven and John twenty thirty one is a statement of deity. It's actually a statement of his kingship. And we know that because in John one, verse fifty one, Nathaniel says, You are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Son of God equals King of Israel. Another reason we know that is because Nathaniel believed Jesus was the Son of God, but he did not yet believe he was deity. In fact, none of the apostles believed that Jesus was God in the flesh until after his resurrection. John twenty twenty eight, my Lord and my God, that's where Thomas makes this great declaration. Prior to that, remember they're in the boat, and the boat's filling with water and everything. They're about to drown. Yeah, and Peter, you know, who is this? <laughs> yeah, who, who is it? The wind even obeys him in the yeah. storm. If he knew it was God in the flesh, he wouldn't be saying that. And they didn't understand the Trinity. They were modalists at this point. They believed there was one God, one person. It took them time to grasp this. Now, yet they were already born again. So in answer to what is it, Jordan's question, we know at the very beginning, before the church was even born, there were people who were born again who did not yet believe in the Trinity or the deity of Christ. But after the birth of the church... It's not so clear because it's hard for someone to believe that a man named Jesus could give anybody everlasting life, right? That's why we can specify that it's the Christ of the Bible. Now, the unfolding understanding fully theologically affirming all the aspects of that can be developed. But yet there's still something about we believe the Christ of the Bible, his promise of everlasting life. And that includes a Samaritan woman believing both in the giver and the gift, you are the Christ. In John 4. In John 4. And the Samaritans did not believe the Messiah was going to be divine any more than the Jews believed that the Messiah was going to be divine. Just a quick word here about our online seminary. It begins again in February for the spring semester. Classes are free if you maintain a 3.0 GPA. We offer an unaccredited MDiv degree, and this spring you'll find classes on Bibliology and Ecclesiology with Bob Wilkin, Second Semester of New Testament Greek, New Testament Survey, Old Testament Survey, Soteriology, and Logos Bible Software. To register and for more details, go to gesseminary.org. Now let's return to our topic of the day. I should point out a little pet peeve I have, Philippe. 
You know, a lot of people, when they evangelize Mormons, for example, one of the things they love to do is talk about the deity of Christ. That's what they lead with, right? So the people come to the door, and they talk to them about the deity of Christ. And, of course, the Mormons at the door are saying, yes, we believe in the deity of Christ. And they say, no, you don't. And then they go back and forth on exactly their view of what it means that Jesus is God. And we, of course, many Mormons don't even know Mormon doctrine on this point, that Jesus was the product, I guess, of God the Father and and Mary. Is that right? Right, that that he is just a naturally born man of Elohim and brother to Satan, who likewise. And how many Mormons would know Mormonism teaches that Jesus is the brother of Lucifer? Right. I don't think many, but my point is this. Yes, Mormons have a defective view of the deity of Christ. I get that. But that's not their primary problem. Their primary problem is they believe in work salvation. And so as a result, you can talk to them for an hour about the deity of Christ, and they leave your door, and they don't know anything about how to be born again because you haven't told them that Jesus is the Christ who guarantees everlasting life to them if they believe in him. Right. So coming back to what is the essence of the good news that we present, which is the promise of everlasting life by Christ. And that's the focus. And then beyond that can be something that we offer by way of further instruction to build up on that. There's so many things that prove that Jesus is the Christ, the guarantor of everlasting life to all who believe in him. Of course, his deity is one of those things because God cannot lie. Therefore, when he says John 3.16, we know that's true. But his death and resurrection shows that as well. He sealed his testimony with his own blood, and he rose from the dead to show that his death was not in vain. So there are many things that point to it, but unfortunately, there are lots of people in Christianity who believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, believe he rose from the dead, believe in the Trinity, believe he's the second member of the Trinity, even believe in his eternality, and not everybody who believes in his deity believes in his eternality. But okay, there are people who believe all that, and yet if you said to them, why should God let you into heaven, their answer would be, well, I'm trying really hard. Yes. So there's a lot of things we can progressively learn about Jesus, but the essence is we believe what we believe in him for. We believe in him for everlasting life, apart from works, to either obtain it, prove we have it, or anything else. Or keep it. Or keep it, yes. Yeah. I remember I was at a church in Starkville, Mississippi, speaking years ago. And Starkville is where Mississippi State is. So this church had a number of Mississippi State students and graduates after the service, this young man came up and he said to the pastor, you know, I came to faith in Christ here through your preaching at the church. And I, I knew that by faith in Jesus, I was saved forever. And, and pastor was like, oh, that, that's terrific. And then the guy said, but you know, I didn't believe in the deity of Christ until I'd been in the church for about six months to a year. And pastor says, say what? <laughs> and he said, well, I believe Jesus was the son of God, but I didn't think son of God meant deity. I thought he was son of God like I'm son of my father. Like you said, it unfolded for him after he came to faith. Yes. Remember, you took Christology at Dallas Seminary, right? Yes. 
when I took Christology, I found that I couldn't get an A on the final. I couldn't even pass the final until I took the course. And there were lots of people in our classes that even with the whole course still didn't ace the final. They might have gotten B's, C's, D's, or F's. The fact that someone is born again doesn't mean they have an accurate understanding of everything related to the person and work of Christ. Absolutely. Now, I've been a believer now since 1973. It's going to be my 51st year. And yet I'm still having things that I need to learn and relearn. And you know, my knowledge of theology is under constant editing. Amen. And the Holy Spirit's the editor. Yes. Right? And he yes. uses and the, the Word, word of, of God. God. Yeah. The more I read and reflect constantly on the Word of God. Yes. Absolutely. I appreciate the question, Jordan. And Philippe, I appreciate your answer. And let's keep grace in, in focus. be interested in some free ebooks on topics you hear on this program well if you are you need to come visit us at faithalone.org that's faithalone.org we would love to hear from you maybe you've got a question comment or some feedback if you do please don't hesitate to send us a message here's our email address it's radio at faithalone.org that's radio at faithalone.org And when you do, very important, please let us know your radio station call letters and the city of your location. On the next episode, do I have to believe in eternal security to be saved? And what is eschatology? Join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.